Welcome to North Georgia Business Radio. I'm your host, Bo Henderson, and this is the place committed to highlighting our local businesses and the people who run them. I'm here with Dr. Bill Lampton. How's it going, Dr. Bill? Very fine, Bo. I was was following with great interest your activities in Baltimore this week. What did you tell me you did? 30 videos in a two-day period? So the, the firm that I do a news a retirement newsletter for brought me out for a day and a half, and we cut over 30 videos in a day and a half. That's uh, pretty remarkable. What what's the use of those? How will they be employed? Well, they're really they're really um, content creation to teach people about retirement planning strategies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what we do here on North Georgia Business Radio, creating content to let the community know what about our businesses and the people behind them. So let's jump into today's show. Yeah, you and I don't do it alone. We get great guests to do that for us. Well, to, let's start with now. This is somebody from right up the road. Up in Dahlonega, let's just go up Highway 60 there, right? And Sarah Beth Wright with the 1888 House Events venue. Welcome to the show, Sarah Beth. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, before we dig into specific questions, give us the the 10,000-foot overview about what you're doing over there and what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. So the 1888 House Events venue was kind of born out of a love of of serving people and others. Uh, My father actually acquired the property in 2016. We finished it uh, May of 2017, about five minutes before my own rehearsal dinner. And uh, we ended up opening it as an events venue a couple of weeks later. Uh, So basically what we do, small weddings, rehearsal dinners, baby showers, bridal showers, corporate events, meetings, you name it, we probably do it. Well, a question I have right off the bat is, I'm going to make a statement. I don't think all venues are created equal. So can you give us some tips of what makes a venue more successful or maybe stand apart? Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to venues, you're right. Not No no two venues are created equally. Um, you know, at the 1888 House, we really focus on service. Um, you know, the, we have a lot of great DIY venues. Uh, and for those who aren't familiar with the lingo, that's do it yourself. Uh, but the 1888 House is a little bit more than a DIY venue. So we provide a lot of great service. So for instance, instance, setting up for your event before you even arrive. Uh, We've got great add-ons like linens that will already be on the tables ready for you to come on in. We also provide a real focus on, you know, allowing clients to have an all-day, essentially, at the venue. Clients are sometimes notorious for not realizing how much time it actually takes to put on an event. So we like to make sure you've got plenty of time on the front and back end uh, in order to put on a great event. Um, Those are all things that I like to uh, kind of refer clients to when they're choosing the venue. You know, what types of things are going to be offered? Is there a full service option? Um, Do you have a great vendor list? Uh, Parking? bathrooms. These are all things that sometimes in the heat of the moment, clients are not necessarily thinking about. So being able to choose your venue based upon everything that's going to make your guests have an enjoyable experience, as well as ease of throwing a party is a hundred percent what I refer the clients to. Sarah Beth, uh, I, I sometimes on the program, We get an opportunity to ask people, how did you transition from one thing to another to what you're doing now? It's very interesting to me that you started this profession after your own rehearsal dinner. It would seem to me (laughs) that you could not have a better opportunity because there's a checklist you had as you were going into your own rehearsal dinner. You saw what went well. You saw what didn't. 
And I would imagine you've carried a lot of that into any rehearsal dinner that you do now. Oh, without a doubt. Um, when it when it came to my own rehearsal dinner, uh, we did not have what we have today. So we, we borrowed uh, big round tables that quite frankly, just did not fit the space. So in moving forward with everything that we were going to offer other clients, rectangular tables are truly the way to go. It also kind of adds more of a conversational feel, uh, which is always important when you're throwing an event. Um, And, you know, being able to have uh, events and parties there that I have thrown myself or have been thrown for me does kind of give me that unique perspective because I do know exactly what works and what does not. Um, And I am definitely not not afraid to tell clients that as well when they ask for my opinion um, because when you walk through my doors I want it to be the most flawless event possible you should be able to walk in enjoy your event enjoy the time with your family and friends and be able to leave knowing that your money has been spent well and it's a memory you'll cherish forever well, and Sarah Beth, that brings me up to another question. It sounds like there's even some event coaching there that you do. <laughs> because if you're like me, I might say, you know, that's not my thing. Help me with this. Here's what I want to accomplish. Right. Help me. Give me some guidance. That is the other thing that I wanted to bring to the 1888 House. We're more than just a venue. Um, I I am 100% there for my clients to kind of educate because a lot of people throwing rehearsal dinners, this might be their very first rehearsal dinner or even party that they have ever thrown. So I want to be sure that they know what the etiquette is because that's very important to a lot of my clients. Um, they want to make sure they're not stepping on any toes. I also jokingly say that you almost have to be a part therapist in order to do this job um, because your clients are looking to you to throw a great event, but also to make sure that the the people that are being invited or that they're throwing the party for uh, are going to have a great experience and it's going to be exactly what they want. So uh, I do kind of feel like uh, that is a part of of what I do as well um, to kind of just educate people a little bit, give them the guidance that they need um, because uh, if you've never thrown something before for that magnitude of people I mean you're talking anywhere from 30 to 90 people for some of these parties Um, you want to be sure that the flow is right the the overall atmosphere feels right and that you're you're doing the event that that you're that you want to throw basically well and I love hearing you say that you're not you see that you're not just there a transaction to put on an event you're actually in some ways, in charge of helping them create a memorable experience, and that's huge. That's a big difference. Absolutely, that was that was something that I noticed. Uh, maybe was a little bit of a void uh, when it came to some of the uh, the venues in the area, or just the overall experience. I really do want it to feel like an experience. My own wedding and rehearsal dinner. My husband and I still talk about it. Our friends still talk about it. Our, our family members, and that's something that I feel like I wanted to carry on as well. Um, it does take a lot more work, but I think in the end, it's work that is worth it uh, when it comes to throwing these big events. It's not just a turnkey thing. I mean, you really do want to make it feel personal and want to help your clients uh, put on that event the way that they're kind of envisioning it in their mind. I always kind of liken it to prom. You know, as children, we have this kind of idea about how prom actually is. And then when we finally get to prom, Maybe it's not the picture-perfect experience we were hoping for, 
I don't want that at the 1888 house. The, the, the party that you want to throw in your mind, I want it to be even better at the end of the night than it was in your mind. And so few things in life are that way. So that is my goal at the 1888 house to provide that experience. It would seem to me that your background in journalism, which you started at Georgia College in Milledgeville, prepared you to handle surprises. <laughs> Uh, understatement, but yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, when it comes to events, uh, my assistant Jillian and I have pretty much seen it all, including and not limited to a bride about 20 minutes before her rehearsal dinner, almost slicing her thumb off with a box cutter. Uh, that was last October. She was able to get patched up and come back to her rehearsal dinner. But um, now it is our policy that no bride be touching uh, scissors or box cutters before her <laughs> rehearsal dinner. So you do kind of see uh, an awful lot in this business. Um, and I think it just kind of helps us to kind of go forward and, and uh, just issue gentle reminders to people as well when they walk through the doors and just to kind of be prepared for absolutely anything because that's that's how this business goes you almost have to expect the unexpected uh, absolutely that's that is the truth you can't just it can't be too rigid right no right and the, the funny thing about it is is even when we are making uh, these special timelines for brides rehearsal dinners uh, the trick is to keep everybody on a schedule without making them feel like they're on a schedule and that I will say uh, you know for for someone who's essentially starting out in this this part of my career uh, has been a little bit of, of a dance um, but it is definitely a dance that I, I enjoy especially on event days um, Making a lot of work seem effortless and pretty is, I think, you know, what, what we do. Well, Sarah Beth, are there any trends in the event planning industry that are current or that we might need to know about? Yeah. You know, with when Meghan Markle married Prince Harry, <laughs> uh, I think that's kind of started a whole new wave. So where we used to see a lot of these uh, trending barn weddings and rustic weddings, people are kind of trending to more ballroom style, very grand events. Uh, there's a lot you can do with a space like that. And, and people are kind of seeing, especially in the state of Georgia, where our weather is notoriously unpredictable, uh, that that having space where you can do indoor-outdoor as well, I mean, you can't beat it, and especially if you're getting married uh, in the in the summer or, um, or really the late or early fall, you want some air conditioning options for sure. So that kind of grand chandeliers, maybe some stamp ceilings, portraits, that type of thing, that's, that's where people are going. In the special events uh, arena, you have to juggle so many things. You have to know how to keep to a schedule no matter what comes up. Is there anything in your background, any advice that helped you on that? Yeah, I actually, speaking of Georgia College, I had a professor during during my time at, at college, my senior year, I was taking 17 hours. I was full-time in my sorority, and I was also working 38 hours a week for uh, the local newspaper in Milledgeville. And uh, I had a professor who said, anybody can do anything in any amount of time. And I remember thinking truthfully when I heard that, um, well, that's ridiculous. 
except the older that I have become, I have realized that time management, that focus on day to day, just kind of nose to the grindstone, get it done, um, and and keep on going. That that has been uh, for my career the best advice I think I have ever received, um, and it's it's definitely something that I I tell anybody who walks through my doors for an internship or anything like that that's that's gold even if you don't feel like it's gold when you hear it when you start applying it to your everyday life you can't beat it I heard something similar one day um it was something along the lines of when, when we say we can't and the reply was you can't or you won't or you won't it's a choice yeah, right absolutely well you remind me talking about time management Ben Franklin that wise old guy said something to the effect of do you value life then treasure time because that's what life is made up of. Absolutely. And I think that that's a really good thing to apply to even events as well. You know, people spend a year to a year and a half planning these events. You want to treasure the time that you have there. I remember when I was getting married, somebody told me, never again will you have everybody that you love in one place ever again. And, and it was very true. I mean, when you have your family and your friends all there and they're all for you, you want to be able to savor as much of that time possible. Uh, and I think that that's when you choose a venue, that's something that you do need to think about as well, being able to treasure that time and enjoy what is in front of you. It goes by so quickly. No, you bring up a good point. That same group of people probably will never be in the same room in the same place again. Ever, It'll yeah. Change. I mean, when you think about family from both sides, when you think about friend groups from college, from high school, from after college, and you're looking around and everybody's there and they're all there for you, it's an incredibly humbling feeling. And it's definitely one to savor. One of the questions I would have is, how, how wide a geographic area do you serve? I know what we call destination weddings, for example, sometimes have people traveling hundreds of miles or maybe even thousands of miles. Uh, do you attract from beyond the North Georgia area? Absolutely. Um, you know, Dahlonega is the largest wedding destination location in the Southeast now with wow. the amount of uh, wedding uh, venues and, and all of that. The we we receive people from i mean one of my clients was from new york i had other clients from scandinavia who flew all the way in that's uh, amazing it is it is very intense um, majority speaking a lot of atlanta uh, but we serve brides from all over uh, we even have had brides who are from napa and would prefer to wow. get married in Lumpkin County. So, uh, you know, Something they'll different. absolutely. So, having, you know, these beautiful venues like the wineries and being able to have a space like the 1888 house right there on the Dahlonega Square, uh, it kind of gives that same grand feature without taking anything away from the wedding because you never want your rehearsal dinner to feel like the wedding, but part two, or the, that the wedding would be part two of the rehearsal dinner you want them to have the similar flow while still feeling like two very different parties well somebody's out there listening sarah beth and they're thinking you know i have an event coming up do you have a a cheat sheet or a checklist three or four items maybe that maybe i should be thinking about or talking about before i talk to you or yes just things to get in absolutely mind? i would definitely recommend uh making sure that you uh, choose a venue that you're going to have plenty of time on the front and back end also 
any venue that's going to have somebody on site the day of to make sure things are going smoothly, who even may be able to coordinate for you is ideal. I would also recommend, as silly as this may sound, bathroom ratio. Mm -hmm. If you are going to have 100 or 150 people, you want to make sure you have enough restrooms. Uh, Also, when it comes to parking, a lot of uh, of venues don't have enough parking to adequately um, be able to house all of the guests. So having a venue with plenty of parking on site is ideal. Also, I would recommend thinking of flow. Is there going to be a lot of buildup or backup if people are trying to do buffet? Is there a kitchen on site? How many stairs will guests have to come uh, up and down? Um, And then, of course, handy, capable accessibility is always very, very important to a lot of my clients. So I would definitely think about things like that. Um, And then also ways to save money. Like, do you have to use all the vendors on the list? Can you bring in your own alcohol? Um, You know, these are things that definitely can save you money and time um, on the long run, but it also may be worth it for you to choose a venue that kind of has an all-inclusive package. Well, it blows my mind because I think a lot of people, and I was guilty of this when I was younger doing some business events, I think a lot of people had this misconception, I just rent a venue and everything will run smooth and people will show up. (laughs) Absolutely. A lot more cumbersome than that. It is. It absolutely is. And so being sure that, and and also knowing too, all the the pricing, what is all included in the pricing? Is everything pretty straightforward or does the pricing look great, but then you have to add on all of these additional uh, just kind of add-ons essentially uh, for time or anything else like that it is worth it absolutely in the long run to make sure that that you you do go with somebody that is knowledgeable um, who's got kind of a proven record and and has good reviews as well of course not everybody can please everybody 100 percent of the time but if, if you're doing about 80 85 percent you're doing what you need to do you're probably doing things right <laughs> there's always those people you can't please no absolutely what. and for a lot of other reasons too Right. Well, you, you brought up earlier this idea of, of do-it-yourself venues, and, and I heard you mention the, the term all-inclusive venues. Anything we need to know about comparing one to the other, or what should I choose, or how do I go about looking at that? Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to DIY facilities, I mean, that truly means you're doing it yourself. That means you're getting family and friends to haul your tables and chairs. You're arranging the venue yourself. You are bringing in your own linens, or you're you're finding the linens and putting them on the tables. Uh, you are having to coordinate your own vendors. Uh, you have to have somebody on site. Um, you are doing your own decorations. It is 100%. It's almost like you were doing Doing an event at your own home it's just you're paying for the space uh, when it comes to more all-inclusive venues that's going to include uh, you know service it's going to include your setup it's going to include more things like linens or decorations uh, it's going to include kind of coordination it may or may not include your food and alcohol if a venue doesn't and I would say we're kind of 50 50 I have a lot of great vendors that do include a lot of those services for a pretty nominal fee fee. So I feel like, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, you kind of get the best of both worlds. So finding a venue that's very similar or is the 1888 house is truly worth the money that you're going to spend because if something goes wrong, you have somebody on site ready to go ahead and fix the situation for you. If it's a do-it-yourself, if it rains and all your stuff's outside, all your stuff's outside. Go get the tarps. Absolutely. (laughs) Any closing comments for us? 
You know, I think when it comes to the world of events, it is a constantly changing uh, business. Um, it, it is it is there. We have a huge market for it here. Um, but also, I feel like when it comes to customer service, if you are finding a venue that is completely focused on you, your event, um, kind of what is going to make it uh, kind of flow the way that you want it to flow. That's really what we need in this in this business. Uh, and I'm just excited to kind of be starting starting this career off. We've been here about two years and we've got no signs of slowing down now. So I'm excited to uh, to meet who I know will be listening to this and uh, thinking about their next event. Well, one more takeaway question. So, so I'm, and this is very direct. So I'm out there looking for events. What makes the 1818 house stand out or different than some of these other choices I might see? Yeah, the 1888 house, quite frankly, there is nothing else like it. From its its beautiful grandeur uh, to the ease of events, um, it, it is truly a place that when you book an event, uh, it's going to go the way that you want it to go. Um, it is going to be easy. You are going to feel as though at the end of your event that it's exactly what what you wanted. Um, and it's just a fun place to be. Well, Sarah Beth, so somebody listening that says, you know what, I do have something coming up. What's the best way to explore, find out more, a website, just stop by, phone, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely recommend anybody going to our website, and that's going to be www.the1888house.com. We've got a full virtual tour. You can also go ahead and submit queries for um, whether or not we've got availability uh, and then that's how I can get in touch with you immediately I'll send over pricing my vendor list uh, which is gold by the way um, it even if you don't end up booking with me you might end up finding uh, your next vendor so um, I do have a pretty rigorous checklist for my my vendors so you'll be getting that as well so feel free to to let me know and I'd love to talk to you soon well, Sarah Beth Wright with the 1888 House of Events venue. Thanks so much for joining us on North Georgia Business Radio X. My pleasure. Now, Bill, I think we might have found the place for our next event. But speaking of events and project management, I think we have another guest we should talk about. Yes, and it strikes me so much the similarity between these two and that both of them have very full calendars. They have to be extremely organized. They juggle many responsibilities, and they have to please a lot of people. So I'm very delighted to welcome Amanda Lewis, the project manager of the Greater Hall Chamber of Commerce. I've had the privilege on a number of occasions of working closely with her and seeing how she arranges, promotes, and manages events. Great to have you with us, Amanda. Thank you so much, Bill. It's a pleasure being here. Well, give us uh, sort of a thumbnail sketch our our program, as Bo talked about, is focusing on how to serve and help and enhance businesses in North Georgia. In what way does the Greater Hall Chamber of Commerce do that? Mm-hmm. Well, Greater Hall Chamber has been uh, here in Hall County for, gosh, um, 111 years now. Wow. We've been assisting companies and growing and succeeding here. And so um, we're doing something right. (laughs) Um, One of the main things we do is connect companies with all different types of resources. Uh, My job is a project manager with small businesses. And I 
work with um, the resources and we're very fortunate here in Hall County to have a ton of great resources. We have the Small Business Development Center, SCORE, which is the uh, mostly retired but not all retired executives that, that work with local small businesses and help them step by step hold their hand. Uh, get them started and work with them through any problems that they have. They also do free workshops, so we work very closely with SCORE. Um, we have the Business Incubator here at Bernal University, another right. wonderful resource for our small businesses. So I work as a connection point with our members, and we have about 2,500 members here in Hall County, so just getting them them what they need to uh, be successful. We also offer monthly small business resource um, seminars on topics, anything from how to hire and fire to uh, um, marketing. Everybody wants to know how to market, how do I market my business for as cheaply as possible. So we do a lot of social media marketing seminars and things like that. Um, one Ta- of th- taxation, I've seen you've, you've t- included that topic even. Definitely. People hate to come to that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, one of the best parts of my job is a small business of the month. So each month we select a small business of the month, of the month and it's just a fun way for us to highlight a local business. Um, last month was Kona Ice. So, you know, they, they oh, actually nice. brought the truck to us and gave us some, uh, <laughs> some shaved ice, which was wonderful. But uh, we highlight a local small business, put them on, out there on our social media, and promote them. So uh, the chamber offers tons of ways to promote business. Um, we do. We have almost something every week, some kind of a networking uh, event. We have a networking over coffee in the morning. We have business before hours, business after hours. Um, just. We try to make it as accessible as possible for any business to be able to get out of their four walls and meet people because, you know, people like to do business with people they know. So right. it's it behooves them to get out and meet some people. So that's that's where we step in. Well, it's such important work that the chamber does. We talked about a lot of the stats on other shows, just about how much of the money stays in our community when we mm-hmm. get to know and are aware and and support these local businesses. Mm-hmm. Now, I know one of the things, Amanda, you do you do the events. Any events coming up in the near future that you'd like us to get out there? Mm-hmm. I know of one. Definitely. Well, the first one that I definitely want to mention is coming up uh, Tuesday, September 10th. We will actually be right here at the uh, business incubator at Bernal University. We'll be in their rotunda. We're going to have a small business resource fair and we'll have about 20 different uh, small business resources exhibitors. You can come and meet with them. And uh, we've got uh, Georgia Department of Revenue, Georgia Department of Labor, SCORE will be there, the SBA, of course, um, Small Business Development Center. So it's mainly free or low-cost resources for small business. Um, so it's just going to be a great event. We also have a key, uh, we'll have a breakfast by Hops, which is another great business here at the incubator. So he's doing breakfast for us. And we'll have a, a keynote seminar, which is going to be lively because I know you two are doing it. It's going to be done by uh, Bo and uh, Bill here on how to um, how can a business 
build their brand with community involvement. So I think that's so important. And there are some really great examples of that here in Hall County, some businesses that really get involved. But we're excited to hear about that presentation. Can you give us a little um, uh, sneak peek? No, no, I'm excited that you bring that up because one of the things we see on this show is it's these business owners that make our local organizations, our charities, that it's those people that are really making these things go. And sometimes that's behind the scenes because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, of these, a lot of these ladies and guys aren't out there saying, hey, here's what I do, here's what I do. But they're actually doing that, giving us resources and, and things in our community that, are, that make, make our North Georgia special to me. Definitely. I think one thing that, that Bo and I can say in forecasting what we're going to do as the the duo who keynotes the event, it's not going to be the Bill and Bo show. We're not going to get up there and, and uh, sing duets or anything of that sort. In fact, as we're planning, we know very well that we're going to involve a lot of people. We've always known that presentations are more interesting, they're more memorable, they're more meaningful when people interact, not in little silly games, but in meaningful ways. And so Bo and I are going to be very creative in involving people to talk about their own uh, participation and leadership in the community and in charitable organizations as well. Well, Amanda, question for people that might not be really familiar with the chamber and all they do. Is there a sweet spot, a size that, that's catered, the chamber's catered to serving, or is it across the board, that one person shop to some of our biggest businesses? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's definitely across the board. Although the majority, I'd say about 90% of our chamber members are small business Um but but definitely the largest employer in in Hall County is Northeast Georgia Health System, and they are uh, definitely definitely a chain, chamber member. And their um, leader Carol Burrell was our our chamber chairperson last year. So it's there's something for every size business at the chamber, and and we we make sure that we care for all of them across the board. Mm-hmm, definitely. I'd like to get back and emphasize those wonderful networking opportunities that you provide. The before breakfast get-togethers, uh, I've been to quite a number of them, and that might range from 6 to 12 people. Mm-hmm. And that's so much easier to meet people, to have meaningful conversations with them, to have them remember you and you remember them. But at the same time, the larger event that I've always found so beneficial and so enjoyable is the business after hours. And depending on the locale and the weather and all those other things that go into it, they can be very sizable. And yet, even though they are larger than those breakfast before hours, there's still an easy camaraderie and association with the people who are there. Definitely. Those are definitely our uh, most fun events. I think the business after hours, always great food, um, drinks door prizes and wonderful businesses that uh, host those. Uh, We just had one at the Georgia Mountains Food Bank. It was wonderful. Um, Conditioned Air System has one each year where they bring out the varsity truck, and that's always so much fun. I think I saw you at the last one, Bill. Oh, yes. I've been to to a number of those. Yes. So um, 
so much fun. We also have some great events that are open to just the community coming up. Uh, we have a job fair on Tuesday, September 24th. One of the biggest issues we have for employers is right now the unemployment rate is super low. There's not a lot of people out there looking for jobs. So a lot is of it, is it about two percent? It's some something in that range, maybe. I think it's two point six was the yeah. last I heard. So that's very low. Um, so employers are looking for people. So we do have a job fair coming up. I've got already about sixty-eight employers signed up that will be at the Civic Center on September twenty-fourth. Need some people to come out <laughs> that, that are looking for work. So. Um, Either way, if you're an employer that, that wants to hire, let me know. Or if, if you want to come out to that job fair, it'll be at the Civic Center on Tuesday, September 24th from 2 to 6. Well, you meant when our friend Stacy Reese was on the show not long ago, he was talking about there's a real problem with people finding employments now. So great resource to help try to match those those people together. So, uh, Amanda, one, one question. So say I'm, I'm new out there, I'm listening. Say, so, hey, I know the chamber's a good thing to do, but I might not know anybody there. I haven't joined is there, is there any kind of event for a new member? Is it just come to something and plug in? Or what would you say to that person that's thinking about it, but they're just maybe, I don't know anybody, I'm a little, little shy? Mm-hmm. The business after hours are, are usually our typical come in and, and stop by, see what it's all about. Those are great. But for somebody that's maybe a little more shy, sometimes I'll recommend the small business seminar. There's a little bit of networking in that one and then a program. So maybe somebody would be more comfortable without the whole event being just about networking um they can actually sit yeah, the, down and those have a average i think what about 50 in attendance some, somewhere in there yes we have mm -hmm. about 50 that attend those mm -hmm. each month so. well there's so many things going on that um i can't even keep up with what we talked about today where can we find a list or a calendar is that online or mm -hmm. is is that the best place? It is. You can go to greaterhallchamber.com or just ghcc.com, and uh, there is a calendar of events and something going on all the time. Very good. Check it out. Was there anything else um, you would like to just kind of, in closing, say um, about business in our community and just about working with the chamber? Any kind of takeaways or any any just big ahas that, that make you excited about about what the chamber does? Mm -hmm. Well, we have a wonderful community and uh, our economic development team, which is part of the chamber. Uh, once a month, they get together the business leaders, government. And they're all together in one room, and it's amazing how just the communication in this community between City of Gainesville, Lula, Hall County, and business leaders, we know what's going on, and we have purpose and direction in this community, and, and it shows, I think. So I'm just very proud of, of the leadership. You know, and I've noticed that this community, as, as big as it's grown, it's still small enough that, that we can do that. We're communicating, and people are helping each other out. And that, that says mm -hmm. a lot to kind of give it, a, in a way, a small-town feel, even though it's not a small town anymore. You know that by the traffic. <laughs> That's right. Well, Amanda, uh, thanks so much for being on North Georgia Business Radio, letting us know more about what the Chamber has going on. In addition to the website, anything else you'd recommend for somebody that says, you know what, I might want to check that out or look into that a little further? Mm -hmm. Um. In the newspaper, every Thursday, we have our business uh, link newsletter that comes out. It's actually not every Thursday. It's the first Thursday of each month. It's uh, a little news article. Uh, we call it our newsletter. It's about 12 pages, but it's, uh, it tells everything that's going on and everything that has gone on the past month. So if you watch for that first Thursday of the month in the Times, that Greater Hall Chamber newsletter comes out. So that's a great way to see what's going on and, and try to kind of peek into what's going on, too. Yeah, Bo was very excited when I showed him our picture in there. Yeah, yeah. I, Bo said, my gosh, 
Yeah. We, we, we're big time now. Yeah, Bill said, we got to check this out. And I was like, what is that now? <laughs> no, I'm excited. Hey, Amanda Lewis with, uh, with the Hall County Chamber of Commerce, thanks so much for stopping by North Georgia Business Radio X. My pleasure. Bill, it's been another good show. Yes, and in one of my previous careers, I had the responsibilities of promoting and arranging special events and conducting them. So I have a special affinity and a special appreciation for our guests today. I remember one place that um, I, I had those responsibilities. We put on a golf tournament every year. And one of the employees came up to me and said, gee, Bill, these are fun. Why don't we do two or three a year? And I thought, <laughs> he doesn't know what it takes to, to sponsor one of these a year. Special events are time-consuming, they're talent-consuming, they're dollar-consuming, but they're well worth it for the camaraderie that it brings, the teamwork, the way people get to know your organization. Am I right on that? Absolutely. Definitely. We had some events, out from, like I said, from somebody that, that learned a hard lesson that you don't just rent a venue and people show up and a perfect event happens. There is so much work that goes into it. Well, my, my, uh, one of my favorite sayings, I think, of our two guests today, when all of these events that they plan go well, it reminds me of the statement, anything done by an expert looks easy. Well, we've been here with Amanda Lewis from the Greater Hall Chamber of Commerce and Sarah Beth Wright with the 1888 House Events Venue. I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Lampton, and we'll see you next week, same time, same place, right here on North Georgia Business Radio X. (laughs) 